right, here we go. Another edition of Sports Insider Radio. Inviting you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. Brian Blessing in Las Vegas. The boys are all here. Big old-fashioned roundtable all around the country. we got David Miller hanging out in Colorado. And we've got John and Mike back on the East Coast. And one can only assume Mike has just returned from the golf course. Fair assumption? Very fair assumption. I actually uh, met a friend of mine this morning who drove all the way from Philly, which is usually two hours away. We actually met in the middle an hour away each at a, a very nice Amish course out here. So as I'm pulling in, Brian, I'm seeing horse and buggies, Amish people everywhere, and then you just go into this plantation of a beautiful golf course that's very, very underpriced, obviously for the location. And um, it was actually a really good morning. I'm just I'm getting it all dialed in. I have a best ball tournament on Friday, so I just want to have everything dialed in and ready to go so we can win this tournament. A man with a plan. And how are you today, John? Uh, well, Mike left out yesterday what we did yesterday. We went to the the Maryland Live Casino where they had a sports book, and there was no one there to take any wagers. And when you check the news, it says sports wagering is legal as of June 1st in Maryland. And then when I download all the apps, my state isn't listed, and then nobody will give you an answer at the casino. So it's, I think they kind of like jumped the gun and they're getting ready for football because they did – the lady, yeah. the, the pit boss was like, we've had 400 people ask us in the last hour when they can make a bet. We don't know. So it's like I don't even know why the news. And even today, if you Google sports betting in Maryland, you just get sports betting legal June 1st. And then when you actually try to contact the casinos or actually were in the casino like we were, it's only 20 minutes from our office. They give you no information. It really is perplexing to me. Supposedly I I can bet, but I still have nobody that will take my cash here in Maryland. And what's new and exciting in Denver? We can bet all over the place. Uh, uh, Well, uh, yeah, hate to rub it in, but yes. So I I think you nailed it by football. That's their goal, to have it all set up. And I'm sure within the next couple of weeks you'll be able to make some bets, but it'll be full-blown by football. You know that. I mean, here's the good news. Here's the good news. The Orioles finally won a game last night, and I used them after using them the last 10 games in a row. What did they lose, 14 in a row? So, listen, but I want to – Hold on, before you finish. So, Dave, this is like a page out of your book. John is what's called an auto bet. On the Orioles. That's my Houston Rockets is my it's, Orioles. It's, it's, his, it's his Cleveland Browns. It's his Houston Rockets. Non-everyday auto-betting the dog. Tells me great value every single day. Oh, oh early in the so, show, Brian. Co- comes in the next day, goes, I can't believe it. They lost 19 in a row. It's like, you know what it reminds me of? Is he's standing at the roulette wheel, and he's hitting black. And he's like, black can't hit again. Well, I can't hit again, and it's just every day I get the same thing. I get the text usually at like eleven thirty at night. He goes, "I can't believe they lost again." Well, and hey, it's least one in his money. That's it. So, <laughs> so, first of all, we misspoke last week, guys. Last week, I my numbers were off. Last week was the three hundredth show. If you go online to Sports oh, Insider then, Radio, well, then I got to throw the I got to throw the cake out. I brought. I know. So if you if you look at, at Sports Insider Radio. Uh, you'll see three zero zero in terms of archivable shows. It goes to show you how old you and I are, Brian. And that's probably only half of the shows because I probably wasn't uploading the 300 prior to the 300 that I started uploading. But, you know, Dave, in all seriousness, like I, it is interesting that when it comes to baseball, I am kind of like you in the fact that I know that the Orioles are going to be getting a much better price especially after a losing streak. So I know that also being an underdog, if they lose 14 games in a row and I keep playing them and they, let's say they won last yeah, night. It's a good spot. It, well, what happens is it's if they win seven, spot. if they win seven games now, I'm even at seven and 14 or up money, maybe my, because of the my, my prices. Thing, my thing is though, my thing is though, none of you guys, you guys really can't disagree that if a team loses, Ten in a row, usually in the long run, there's some value there. I mean, you can't you 
can't. So yeah, I can't fault you for doing Pay it. Pay that man his money. I do. I do think of you every time the Dodgers lose. Well, so here was last my night. loss last night. I got to tell you, since you're on the air, so last night, I, you know, we're East Coast Standard Time. I'm not a game watcher. I have clients. They want to text me every play. Uh, last, so at my high point on YouTube, I was 22 wins and 12 losses. And I was up on units, call it $2,100, only betting dogs. After last night's 10th loss consecutively in a row on YouTube, with Seattle, no mind you. Now, you know, here's the thing. I don't watch these games, Brian, but it's like I'm winning this game 4-1 in the seventh inning. I'm like, I'm just going to go to bed. I wake up to diary, diary texts, you know, venting gamblers. They can't believe. It's like, you know, and here's the thing. What I almost love about this little losing streak that I'm on for free on YouTube, Dave, check it out. I'm 22 and 21 giving out 43 free picks since April 8th, only underdogs at a tracking $100 risks per game, and I am up $1,082. I'm going to repeat that. I'm up one game because I've only given out 43 underdogs for free on the radio. I'm up 10 games. That's the beauty of dogs. Where can you do that in any other sport unless you're variating your wagers and betting different amounts of money? That's right. Good work. What's the play today? I can't. We got, I'm, I'm researching while we're talking. i got to get off the schneid. I'm so mad I didn't use the Orioles yesterday. I use the Orioles every day on, the, on YouTube, and then finally today I don't use them. They win. Um, uh, Brian, let me ask you, with the hockey, um, are you surprised? I texted you Monday. I'll give you – I'll give you. I'm sure you were very busy. I wanted to know your input on the Colorado game. I said, should I lay, should I lay that huge price? And obviously I should have in retrospect. Um, like what's your uh, take on the, these prices in the, in the playoffs? Uh, I think uh, – I mean, today again, Colorado's 200. Yeah, that number is too high. I mean, usually they're about a dollar forty, dollar forty-five uh, at home. But the last game everybody saw was seven-one Colorado. But there were reasons why that happened. Um, some of them can be deemed to be an excuse. Several of them are quite legitimate, and I would expect a, a way better effort by Vegas in the game tonight. I, I think the number's too high. I think Dave should go to the game. Dave, you're going to go to the game? No, but, you know, it's funny that you're – so I have a bunch of group chats, and in two of them today they were they were saying that number is too high. So I might actually just what – what do we call it? This isn't really an auto bet. What do I call this? Just a consensus play? I, I don't know. I think I'm going to bet it. Well, I mean, again, I I, I'm, I'm looking at this line. I mean, I got two teams that are 39 and 13 – and is is I don't want to use the word I don't want to pay the man in his money, but I want to ask you, Brian, as the hockey expert, isn't why wouldn't you just take the rip, the shot if you're ever going to bet an underdog in hockey? Wouldn't this be the prime spot? No. And I don't mean plus the no. one and a half. I mean straight up on the money line. No. <laughs> oh, you never – I can't get no love. <laughs> well, no, yeah, I, I, I mean, yes, do I think the number's too high? Yes. But that, that does – just because the number's too high doesn't mean I'm going to throw a dart just because the number's too high. I, I, Is it really throwing a dart, though? I think it it's a – It seems like it's a really good play. Well, I, I think it's a very – I think it's going to be a very competitive game. Um, you know, I mean – if Colorado wins, so, so what? They're up 2 nothing. They won on home ice. Then Vegas comes home Friday night. They're playing in front of full crowds. Technically, the series doesn't begin until somebody wins a game on the road. You know, you hold serve at home. Now, there are a lot of reasons pointing to Vegas tonight. But if you watch that game the other night, the way Colorado played, I mean, it's not like you're, you're doing a cartwheel to say, oh, yeah. I mean, they're going to turn the tables on them. I, I think, I think it's a very close game. I think it's, but 
I have no conviction one way or the other. I think it's a, I think it's a close game. I think it's a one-goal game. Could be an overtime game. But I, I'm not sitting there like, yeah, this team's winning tonight. My my instincts tell me it's a really good spot. I don't really follow hockey just because well, everything I, you said in my chat. I, you know, not to bore the listeners, I'm going to take one issue with something you just said, Brian. You said, well, I'm not going to just throw a dart. And I could – I would I would say especially Dave might chime in on this. You're basically taking uh, anytime you're making a bet since no game is guaranteed. You could make that statement about any game. Yeah, but I like my well. I like the other hockey game that's being played tonight. I got an opinion on that hockey game. I'm going to bet that hockey game. I'm not, gonna, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, not going to bet. I'm not going to bet the other one. Yeah, the number's too high, but. I I don't have any. It's a the game itself is a coin flip. So let me. I'm gonna pick your your. You like I know what you you like the under in the Montreal game. Let's see. You're if not I'm close. even close. Woo! <laughs> no. And if I you want me well, to do it, I'll do it. I like the go over. ahead. Go ahead. I like go the ahead. over in the Montreal game. Wow! Totally opposite of what I thought. Oh, I get it. You like the you're getting a good price because they're minus. No, forget the price. How about, how about, how about picking a winner? Forget the price. I mean, you're going in. You, you, as you said, you're taking it. How many times have you said this? You're taking an underdog in basketball. They're seven-point dogs. You're starting out thinking they can win the game outright. I don't care what the – I mean, I'm not going to lay a bad number. I'm not going to lay way too much juice. Yes, this is a plus price uh, to play the over. I mean, the starting point is do you have a winner? I don't you know the price be damned. If it's too high, don't bet it. There's other stuff out there. What what, what was the game one price on the on the Colorado Vegas one? What was that? Um uh, memory I memory's like about a dollar fifty, but let me see if I can find it. Dave, yeah, did you so have wrong. the money line while he's looking at that? Did you have the money line on the Wizards or did you just have the game the other night? I well yeah, I was just Home run game. He's just firing the whole time. No, it you, is a home run game. You know what? I yeah, guess the consensus was no. Colorado was about a dollar seventy, about a dollar eighty-five, a dollar ninety in game one. But but that that stood to reason because Vegas had played a game seven. Colorado's fresh as a daisy. Vegas is injured. That right. Vegas was playing the other goalie, and Colorado's fresh as a daisy. So I mean, there are reasons why the numbers inflated. But, but now it's that's not the case. They're not fresh off of an emo, like a emotional game seven win, et cetera. Well, these two it teams tied for the spot. most points in the NHL, right? right. Why it's why is one spot. of the teams a dollar ninety over the others? And they went four yeah. and four during the season. Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely have to get involved on this. Yeah, good. Thanks, guys. And I, I, I wait. I wait. Well, don't think. Yeah, I got no play. I don't. I don't know who you're thinking. It ain't me. Well, you're you're indirectly saying this. Is all no, I'm said. not. I'm not saying it. I'm saying the well, number. Well, I'm saying the number, number is five. too high, and I think it is a very yeah. competitive game. But there are other well, games. I can tell you but all right here, right? But with, with the I'm NBA, on, with I'm the, on Vegas. Uh, I'm ahead. a Vegas fan of that. Great. I, I, you know, you got the NBA, you got Major League Baseball, and you got the Stanley Cup. You got a menu of stuff that's out there. You go. I like that. I like this. I like that. I like this. I like that. This game's a coin flip. I'll pass. <laughs> that, that's where I'm going. But my thing is, when you say, "Well, it's too high," but anything can happen. I just think long run. If it's too high, that means there's value. We bet. That's that's how I look at it. That's like all. Pay that man his money. Yeah. <laughs> so so let me ask you. So talking about too high. What do you what do you and I'll like you all can chime in on this. So when you have a situation like the Wizards, right, and the whole entire world will be betting Philadelphia tonight, right? I mean, I'm going to make the assumption. I don't mean professionals like David Miller. I mean the entire world is going to be like, they're done. My son is a Wizards fan. He's like, they're done. They got their little their little win. So do you just wait till post and just fire on the Wizards? Yeah. Or... Okay. Here's what you do. If Yeah. 
Or if you already have a decent market angle now to the market, then you, you just fire now. You only fire early on something like that if you have a decent market angle, if that makes sense. Same, I kind of feel it's the same thing with the Mavericks tonight. It's it's the same situation. And what but about when the Lakers thing. play again? Oh, the, the whole world. Well, yeah, that's a tricky I mean, I, the whole world's going to hammer the Lakers, right? Hammer them. I don't know about that. I don't know. They, That's kind of different. It, it all depends on Davis. The line right now is one well, and a, the early numbers so, one and a half. But but they looked so bad too in like a couple of games. I, I don't know. I think that's different. But tonight, Dallas and Washington post is a standard strategy for me. Anything could happen, but there's definitely value. That's the last time I'll we'll see value. <laughs> I mean, Pay that Mike, were you involved? Money. Were you involved in any? Well, how about you, Brian? Were you involved in any of that, that insanity yesterday? Because I mean, it, it, there's. How do you bet an under in the NBA anymore? Well, you know, I'm seventy percent at least totals. Exactly. Yesterday, I laid the twelve with Brooklyn, and they won by fourteen. I had the over in the Denver game. Uh, so last night was a good. Did they night. get there? A good night. Did they get there? Uh, barely. No, they only only covered by a half a point, I think. <laughs> barely. Um, so barely. No, it was a good when night. We... It was a good night in the NBA last night. I'm gonna. You want to go off the beaten path? I'll go on the off the beaten path. The Philly thing tonight. You no, know, right at home. Right, I forgot. But right Embiid is you know real dicey here. But Washington only knows one way to play. But if Philly doesn't have their full complement of weapons, I can see this game being played. Who can dictate the pace of the game? And Philly is so good at home, but without Embiid. I got a funny feeling tonight they really ratcheted it up defensively, and there'll be long stretches in the second half where they go deep into the shot clock. And... I want to send Washington a bouquet of flowers because I must have played them over a dozen times this year, and it was it was a lot of fun. But I got a funny feeling this game goes under the two twenty nine and a half tonight. I, th- I think it's I think Philly Philly ratchets it down a bit here. What would you think about the performance last night by Lillard? Was that just insane? Did you get a chance to watch the game? Yeah, that was nuts. But but can you you know? And the funny thing is, you know, we bet on this stuff. I mean, they're trying to win the doggone game. But three different times? I mean, the first time you should have done it, he's already scalded you twice. You got a three-point lead. Like, what is Denver doing? Why aren't they fouling and not letting him shoot three? Well, how about just double-team him and let the other team, I mean, the other players at least make a shot. It didn't I mean, matter. He was jumping. Really he, jump. he was doing jump bags from 40. Just like, well, like, it was the, still one on one. Yeah, but the guy one on one. Yeah, but well, but, but the, if they the, just if they put a trap on him like they did, like uh, the Suns did on LeBron most of the game yesterday, where they said, look, you're the only player that we're possibly worried about. We don't believe the rest of the cast could beat us. And they trapped them most of the game on top of the key. So you do the, the same the thing problem, with Lillard and the, you basically... Yeah, but the problem is you double or triple him. McCallum was every bit as hot as he was. You know, if, if you foul him, he can only get two. <laughs> is that simple? No, nah, you, you say that, but McCallum, McCallum was 7 of 22 from the field. So it's not like he was ripping shots left and right. He made a couple shots late in the game, but he only had 18 points and with playing a lot of minutes and in double overtime. So he played 50 minutes in the game. So it's not – I just believe a guy as hot as that, and they've done that against Curry this year, and it's, sometimes it still doesn't matter. But, again, a guy like that who could literally pull up from anywhere, you got to just double get the ball out of his hands. But, you know, Denver plays their game, and they outlasted. It was, it was a terrific game. That's all I could say. I mean, sometimes no matter – you know, we try to predict the outcome of every game statistically, fundamentally – but when it comes down to it, and, and a guy like Lillard who has heart in the playoffs, it's just will takes over. And he was just uncanny. I mean, the guy was making shots from everywhere on the court. 
And it was just really fun to watch. You know, from a fan standpoint, it was really entertaining to watch um, considering, you know, a playoff game. And, you know, last year being in the bubble, it just wasn't the same. They were playing on a neutral court. You know, there was no fans in the stands. It was it was somewhat entertaining because we were just coming out of quarantine. And it was exciting to see actual live basketball. But now that, you know, things are getting back to normal a little bit, seeing the fans in the stands and, and having an edge, being at home, and, and these guys are just bringing it bringing it in the playoffs. Because it, the playoff basketball is completely different than regular season basketball. They're all on pitch counts, you know, on minutes, and, you know, they don't play back-to-back games, and then it comes in the playoffs, and they, it's you have to win or potentially you have to try to win every game. These guys are playing extended minutes, and you could see the difference, and which makes it really, really exciting. So, you know, I was on Denver last night. I believe it was a good line at home. But, you know, Lillard tried every which way possible to screw me last night. What do you do the next game? That's a tricky spot, five. Well, I'm a little upset you weren't at the game, Dave. That was the game to be at. I know. I picked the wrong ones. That was the game. That was the game to be at. That must, if seeing that in person would have been really cool. Um, but what'd you say about the next game? You said, "What do you think?" Yeah. What do you What do you think there? Tricky <sighs> spot there. It, it just it's so unique because most of these games flip flop the same way from home to away, as you've seen with yeah. the Mavericks and the Clippers. But now the lines it's based on the performance. Now Denver's getting five at Portland where if Portland would have got blown out, they probably would have only been two. So it's – it's. I think it's the right number. What Do you do you have any input on that? Oh, I was just going to take it if it went to six, and then maybe later the, if it went to three and a half, later the three and a half. That was my strategy. It's a must-win game in. for Portland. It's a must-win yeah, game. Yeah, but that's so already factored the, in. The, well, the, the problem – That's already factored in. The problem you have, they go to double overtime, expend that much energy, come up short at altitude, and then have to go home. I mean, yeah, great game, and they're home, and they want to stay alive. Stay alive. Can this guy shoot like that again? And do they have anything left in the tank? It's been a, it's been one of the most competitive series, obviously, um, in the first round. I mean, the Lakers' Sun series was really exciting until, you know, AD gets hurt. And then without him, they, I mean, they just don't have enough supporting cast to, to outlast the Suns. And the Suns even pulled back at the end of the game because they were just, you know, just rolling through the entire game. Um, but by far, this has become the, it's a really competitive first series. And that, that's what I expect out of the West anyway. You know, three through eight are very, very close. So, you're seeing the performance night in, night out, where if, if you have the right line and you get good value, you can make a lot of money in the NBA playoffs. I think a lot of people just Pay they look at the last game. <laughs> I think a lot of people that are what I call manual handicappers, they look at the last game, and based on the last game's performance, they pick the following game. And we all know doing this year after year that that's, you, you have to factor in a lot more if you're going to be successful trading NBA and trying to make money in it. Hey, Dave, I was going to ask you why you guys are talking about NBA. When I go on Twitter and I just search, like, NBA playoffs, I see all these people post these, like, outrageous parlays that they hit. Like, this guy posted, you know, he won 16000 on a $500 bet yesterday at a legal sports book because he bet them, you bet the margin. So you can go, forget the spread. You pick your own yeah. spread. So he put, you know, Suns by 30, 26 to 30, paid 3100 So he put 500 on it, and he made 16000 Do you ever get involved in these, like, outrageous lines, or do you keep it simple and you just in-game live bet as the new line comes up? No. No, I know people do it, too, per point. Like, they'll risk right. a certain amount. Yeah, but I, that's the way to do it, not not – it, it's just to me all factored in. I don't know unless you know certain teams will just run up the score more, or certain teams will pull if they're losing, pull out, give up. Really, I don't know. To me, it seems all factored in. 
interesting though, but I've done it very little, not really. So I guess you can call me keeping it simple. Keeping it simple is one of the keys in life, though, guys. Try to keep everything simple. It's my advice. Got but it. I am thinking about this hockey. You got, you guys got me on that. Really. What about, about you, Brian? Game. You ever get into this exotic craziness where you get to pick your point spread and margin of victory, or you leave all that alone? Um, not often. Occasionally, I'll do like an alternate puck line in in hockey. Occasionally, an alternate line in football but not not too often yeah they make you really pay for the alternate puck li- uh, alternate run line in in baseball plus two and a half Woo! yeah, but, that, yeah re- but no if i do it i'm not taking the plus i'm taking the i'm taking the minus you know i'm going for the plus price that's the only reason i would do it got it right i, I just think that uh it's like back to I know that Dave is playing a lot of games based on that nasty word, like uh, typical spot <laughs> at po- typical spot at post. Take the Wizards because obviously my question to you, Brian, is you basically I don't I, let me come up with a big word. You eschew all that, right? You like you don't even get involved. Like you don't buy into any of that. Like if you think Philly's going to win, you don't care about post, prep, past, present. We know we've discussed it's important when you bet, but I'm just saying, like, do you sometimes just make a wager just to be contrarian because you know everybody's on the other side or you don't even – that's not even your thought process? No. I mean, I remember the one Super Bowl, we were down on Radio Row. What was it, Indy and the Bears? Was that in Miami? Was that right? Or was was it – no, is it Indy and the – was it the Saints? Who they play? It was the Saints. Indian Saints. And everybody loved New Orleans. Like not one soul liked Indy. And we're like, I don't know. What am I missing here? Uh, no, I, you make the bet on to me on you know what you believe the, the game's going to be. I will say the thing I'd buy into, if the whole world's on one side, that can be scary. Right, yeah. Well, do you think the teams go in? So do you think Philadelphia goes into this game tonight carrying that the whole world's on them? Oh, I don't even – don't, honestly, I think they – well, do they know what the line in the game is? We'd be fools to think they don't. I don't think they think the whole world's on them. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that they get that deep involved into it. Is the whole world on them? I haven't even looked at the public numbers. I don't think so. I mean, I, I, I think mean, this number. That, I feel Dallas is the better spot. It's early. 69% so far on the DB is on I Philly. feel Dallas yeah. is the better spot. Dallas is my spot tonight. So here's an interesting one for you. If you want to talk about public, 80% of the public right now is on the over in the Hawks-Knicks game, 208. What does Mr. Total Blessing think about don't that? Don't like it. Hated the series from the minute it started. Not even looking at it. Okay. I, I, I mean, I've watched the games. No read. Young's a good player. Knicks, I, you know, I couldn't tell you what they're doing one minute to the next. No, I, I mean, to me, I like I like the total in that Sixers game. By the way, so you know, John, Philly was an eight-point favorite in the first two I games know. of this series at home. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Well, Embiid's nicked up, but, I mean, they're six-and-a-half-point favorites. So, I... Again, maybe there's late steam, but I don't know. I don't know that everybody's just racing to the windows to bet these guys. Well, obviously, then yeah, there's not going to be much. Yeah. Um, you haven't gone to any of these Denver games? I know you were on Denver last night. You didn't go to the game? Me? Yeah. You're the only one in no. Colorado. <laughs> no. Well, you didn't look to the other ones when you said you haven't gone to any of them. I'm like, huh? Are you talking to me? So, no, no, I didn't go. There was a lot of games. I don't want to miss it. Good betting yesterday. I, I felt like every team played in baseball, too. But those other games were perfect to go to. Wasn't missing much. I mean, again, so. if you're a kid, you go to a game nowadays, Brian, you know, you like the – they, you know, they, they want points, they're getting points. I mean – while there could be stretches of uh, it's just it's amazing. I mean, when do we get? 
let's see. Let's prognosticate this into the future. In three years from now, will we, we be looking at like 301 <laughs> over and unders in the NBA? Yeah, facing that way. I mean, they just keep going up and up and up and up and up. It's like they can't make it high enough. It's like I almost feel like if you're betting the under 240, you're just simply flipping a coin because you know, you know I mean, it's, if you, if it goes under, it's not like 30 points under. It's like a point under, and then if it goes over, it flies over. I mean, do you, are you are you are you always looking for opportunities on the over because you know most of the games are in fl- are are over? Brian, or are you just that you don't even go into that? No, I no, I mean every, you know, you've heard this before. Every game's a snowflake. I don't think you go in with any preconceived notion. You know, you, you look at matchups, pace of play, regardless of the sport. Yeah, every game's a snowflake. But th- on th- show one on the website of the three hundred, every total was one seventy five and one eighty. Show three hundred and one. Every total is 235, 225. So, I mean, just take that reference from show one where you'd be like, I'm going under 174. I mean, the You're game right. has changed. I mean, everything's yeah, got pumped up. You, that's right. you don't see that type of craziness in baseball totals. They pretty much stay the same year over year over year over year. You don't see that craziness in the NFL unless I'm wrong and you guys want to correct me. Well, I just, I mean, well, the, the game itself's changed. It's, there's, you know, it's clear outs. Uh, there's no, only a handful of teams make a commitment to defense. Um, the game is just markedly different. I mean, so you just adapt to it. It's Got it. I don't know. I just, the, the game's completely different. I mean, you know, everything's a clear out. Pick and roll or a clear out. All right. It's sportsinsiderradio.com. Uh, we invite you to check the website. What about uh, the baseball wars, fellas? How about it, Mike? When are you going to an Orioles game? Um, it's a really deep question. Probably never. <laughs> but it, here's the thing. it's not To me, I'm not a huge baseball fan to begin with. So usually if a lot of people that go to Orioles games naturally are not really going for them to win. It's for them to just enjoy the sitting in the ballpark, eating hot dogs. It's a tradition with their family, whatever it may I'm just not really a big baseball fan. So it's too slow for me. I have, I need fast-paced action. He needs so golf, man. He needs golf. He needs golf. And no, golf isn't fast-paced, but you're moving constantly and you're always thinking about the next shot or trying to shape your shot, whatever it may be. And you're having fun with friends where you're not just sitting down. We're football, action all the time. Same thing with basketball. Baseball, just too slow. To, and we're not winning. If we were, you know, I've been to games when we had good seasons, and I enjoy it because the energy in the stadium is really awesome. But I just don't get down with baseball. And when a team's lost 19 in a row, the last thing I want to do is pay for a ticket to sit there and be more miserable that they can't win a game. All fair points. I'm down with baseball. I love baseball. I'm wait. I'm waiting. I thought the question for me was, Mike. I have a ticket for you sitting next to me when the Raiders play the Ravens Monday. <laughs> I think it's September 18th. Could be off by a couple of days. That's what I thought the request was. But you know, all you want to do is ask me about a baseball. Hey, game. listen. The Bills were here and I didn't go. <laughs> do you think I'm going to a Ravens game? It's the first game. It's the opening day for all the fans. You know, ask me to fly in, get some buffalo wings with you in the morning. I, well, I want you, you know. to come. I want you to come. We'll go golf, and you go to the football game. Man, Dave, are you going to go back to Vegas so we can start going to get going to games together? When I when I'm back there, me and you are going to games. How about that? Awesome. Perfect. Sounds good. I'm excited. I mean, about I will that. say, I will say. You know, last week Dave said you you're right, John. Um I will say like yesterday there was fifteen Only last games. Week. Only last week. You won't be like here's a perfect example. Here's a perfect example. There was fifteen games yesterday. I have a little fun account, I just play every dog. Seven and eight make money. Not only did I make money, I was 
on a hundred dollar bet on fifteen games, I went seven and eight and made four fifty. Where can you do that? I mean, think about the insanity of that. Seven wins, eight losses, and I make four fifty risking fifteen hundred across fifteen games. I don't understand how people still, unless you're very particular, you know, my good friend Troy, like I said, he only bets favorites. He bet 14 games in the month of May. That's it. So, I mean, unless you're betting 14 games in the month of May, I, I just, I, I, I'm, have I pulled you a little over to the dog side? A little bit, Dave? I'm a, I'm a dog better. I just don't believe well, randomly taking every baseball dog has an edge. It doesn't over a big sample size. But, yeah, I mean, it's working for you this year. Congrats. Love it. <laughs> oh, man. What about you? I don't you, think uh, there's value doing that. <laughs> you I'm can only the market price. I don't think there's just value taking every single underdog. Spot picking them, yeah, but not not every single one. Well, again, so perfect example is you can. What I've proved in the last ten days is, let's say on YouTube, I've spot picked ten dogs. I've lost all ten of them, while at the same time, plenty of days, ten games, five and five, ten games. A perfect example is last Friday, fifteen fifteen games, eleven and four, eleven and four, on the favorite side. And I said, well, I know this isn't going to last long. And then the next day, nine and five on the dog side. And so what's happening is if you're, if you're looking at the numbers like I am on a seven-day period, there is something to be said for the spot playing because what you're basically getting is 50-50. You're basically getting 50% of the dogs win, 50% of the favorites win. So mathematically, it can be a more valid strategy if you have enough money or bet small enough to bet the entire board that you can actually siphon some money out of these. Because what happens is when you get a lead, when dogs start winning and you get that lead, like I had a 10 game cushion where here I'm 22 and 21 on my YouTube channel and I'm up a thousand bucks. Well, that's not because I picked 10 more games than I won. I'm only up one game. And that's why there's a disconnect for sports bettors that are listening, and I try to educate them on win-loss percentages, especially in baseball, mean less than in any other sport. The average guy that calls here and asks to speak to Mike says, what's your percentage? How well are you? How many winners do you pick? That all might have some relativity to basketball and to football. It has zero relativity to baseball. It wouldn't matter if you're 40% in baseball. If you were only playing dogs and you were 40%, you're making money. If you're 30%, you're going to lose a little bit of money. If you're 50%, you're making a boatload of money. Now, you take guys that we know that have been featured on 60 Minutes and have a reputation and have been featured in all these publications, people that I don't want to mention on the radio that everybody knows, um, and you look at what these people have done in terms of making hundreds of millions betting football and basketball, and what is it like? They're 55.6%, something like that. So these guys that are, you know, moving the numbers and running these big syndicates at the end of the year, if I asked you with all the betting that you do for the listener that's listening, do you care about your win-loss percentage or do you just care about your return on money? Would you even know what your actual win-loss percentage is on a typical year in football or in basketball, or is it irrelevant to the conversation when a client asks, what's your percentage? This is for me. For you, because you're the high-volume I mean, Well, yeah, and then a lot of times I'll have even money plus money. I'll do first half. Well, I but really I'm just saying, that you're, 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 yeah. let's say you're just meeting a, a guy who knows nothing, and he goes, well, what's your win-loss percentage? And... Would you even have a number? You don't even have to. You might say, I don't even no. want to share it. I'm saying, so you wouldn't even know. No. 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 But, yeah, I, you summed it up there, too. I just, I don't, to me, it doesn't. I want to obviously be over 50%, but it's like, yeah, I don't sit there and obsess over that at all. 
And then the people that so, brag, oh, I'm 54%, they're probably missing a lot of value. You know, not, not getting play, not betting plays that are like too thin, we'll say, for value. So <laughs> I, I, I just prefer mine layer with a ton of value. Right. So what I'm saying is when a client calls Mike and he goes to your website and he dials the 800 number and Mike answers the phone and he says, I've been following Dave on Instagram. I see all these Instagram stories. I see he's betting all this money. And then inevitably within 30 seconds, the question's going to come, boom, what's Dave's winning percentage? And I see, Dave, I see Mike try to navigate this question to sometimes very – he's able to make it eloquently. I see other times he repeats it to the guy 50 times what you basically just said. And the guy's like in shock, and he spends 30 minutes on the conversation going round and round with Mike going, what do you mean it doesn't matter? What do you mean it doesn't matter? You want me to subscribe, and you can't tell me. So I'll let you and Mike run with that. I mean, how do you overcome that? Mike takes these calls. I see him on. His head spins for 45 well, he minutes. All day. the guy he cares gets, is, go ahead. He, he gets the question every day, so I'm pretty sure he has the perfect comeback for it. Let's hear it. I don't even know if it's a comeback anymore. I just try to, like, dump knowledge on people that don't want to hear realistic expectations. They want to hear that they can buy a lottery ticket with investing in your program, meaning they could start with a little bit of money and then literally multiply it times 50 in a month. Like, because right. gamblers look at the board and they say, I could hit a five-team parlay today. I've hit one of them in the last 50. I could hit it again. It's like they don't understand that this is a grind, and the only guys that are successful are guys like Brian and guys like Dave. They're non-emotional betters. Dave doesn't call me after a game wins and goes, man, I hit this game tonight. He's not jumping up. It's just another trade, another play, another alert. It's that's all it is, and over time and over volume, yeah. the numbers speak for themselves. But they, most clients, when they call here and they watch you on Instagram, Dave, and they see you wagering these um, the amounts of money that you do on an everyday basis, they think, well, I think I could take my little tiny little bankroll and I'm going to 20 exit in a couple weeks. How do I do that? And, and when I tell them that they can't and they will make money long-term, they don't want to hear small net returns that multiply and they compound, and over time they produce bigger. It's like everybody wants that instant gratification, and if you want that and be successful in this business, you're not going to do it with us. Well, and here's, what I'm, and here's the thing, Dave. When you look at Twitter, gambling Twitter now, all I see is people. It's, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. The only thing that gets likes and clicks now is the guy that, had the five hundred dollar bet plus thirty one hundred on twenty six to thirty in the Suns game where he made sixteen thousand. So you set up this like false expectation. Guys showing these crazy fifteen team parlays that they hit where you know you, reality. Well you know and I know they lost four hundred and eighty of them before they hit the one. <laughs> and they're not talking about what's the real net profit on that parlay. And I think right. go ahead. Right. And the funny thing about this whole no, thing is the clients that have joined Dave are so happy with the transparency. They're like, we've been through this before. We've never been successful. Finally, we have somebody that gives us realistic expectations, and I'm so happy to follow the lifestyle, to follow the money management, and that's it. And then the guys, unfortunately, we're going to have bad apples. And I don't know if they're really bad apples. They're just – they're they're – I want to be nice on the radio and they're uneducated betters. And in doing so, they are not programmed to think like we do, which it's harder and harder to sway them from their bad habits and turn them into successful sports traders, which unfortunately their bad habits stems from, I want to bet my entire bankroll today. How do I do that? Well, that would be foolish, and I would never advise somebody to do that. But in their minds as well, if I hit next week, I could deposit more. It's like that they do it over and over and over again. That insanity that they live in is that's why they do it as a hobby and a losing hobby. 
And that's why you do it as a lifestyle and a successful lifestyle. It's like two ends of the spectrum. But you know what? That That's what I'm here for. I'm able to reiterate the Dave Miller lifestyle day after day. And the ones that get it are the ones that listen to the show and are going to be texting me as soon as the show's over going, you're so right. And the ones that don't are the ones that are going to keep searching for the holy grail that's never going to be there. I mean, look. I got clients That's that listen. Right. I do my YouTube videos. Look, I'll do a YouTube video today, and I'm getting, you know, I get 100 to 500 views a day. I'm, you know, I, I, whatever. I'm no, I'm no uh, crazy social media maven. But here's the funny thing. I get these crazy emails. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He, he downplays it. You don't know. I get people to call the office, Brian and Dave. They're like, man, we can't wait for John's video. We can't wait for John's video. We can't wait for you to. Basically, tell us what you're doing in golf today. Like, he's got me intertwined with his golf thing. All I want to do on a bad day when I had a bad round is not talk about golf. And they all call and go, let us know where you shot, Mike. We're waiting patiently for John's video. But here's it's the like thing. He's, when he's I a go, celebrity. When I, a go celebrity. On, when I go on, he, he, he my, when I go on my YouTube channel and I say, welcome back. It's June 2nd. I'm now 0-10, absolutely free. I get these texts and they email or emails, and they're like, how are you so happy? How are you so jovial? How are you so confident? And it's like the and I'm like I am literally, I have zero emotion when I lose. I think like one of the things I've learned from you, Dave, over the last seven years, like zero. Like I had a guy call me and he says, you know, I watch your videos. I've been following you forever. He goes, but you know, I am human. And I said, that's no excuse to be upset. Like he was trying to validate his feelings. That like, your feelings don't matter. Those games are over. They're never going to change. There's nothing you can do about them. And, you know, obviously, um, Brian, I mean, do you – I even you, I've, I've stood next to you when you were one, you know, one hair nose, uh, horse nose away from, you know, making good gobs of money in your horse, you know, photo finish and came in second and busted that ticket. But I've never even seen you get upset. I mean, um, very rarely – yeah, no. I mean, it, it evens out in the wash. They're, they're, right. Every blue moon, there's a couple like I'll, I'll get torqued at, you know, but not often. I mean, not. I'm not like running around setting my hair on fire. It's why one of the reasons why I, I've told you guys is forever. Every time I fly from Baltimore to Vegas, I'd walk in on a Sunday in the NFL, and I would literally tell Dave if there was a way to track the crowd noise. An in-game live bet the opposite way. Like, you can tell within five minutes the marquee game that everybody's one-sided on, especially during March Madness. I mean, it's uncanny. I mean, I don't know how to explain it, Dave. I don't know if you've ever tracked it. You walk in. They're all yelling for one side. They're all high-fiving. The guys on the other side are very quiet. And at the end of the day, game, the guys that were very quiet cast your tickets. And all the guys that are high-fiving in the beginning when that team's got that lead – they're ripping their tickets up. It is uncanny, man. Dec- a decade at least I've seen it. I tell, I've been talking about this to Brian forever. If you could gauge the crowd noise in the casino, it's wild, man. You walk in, everybody's rooting for one side. You know it's a dead bet. <laughs> you, you're always good. You're good at reading the room. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I mean, I'm not talking about better. where the money's coming in. I'm not even talking about where the money's coming in on the screen. I'm talking about just walking into a big super sports book on the strip. And because you're dealing with people from all, you know, it, you're not dealing with like an off strip book. You're dealing with like, they're all tourists and they're all like hitting one side and it's, it's wild. And you don't know a lot of times till the game starts and you're into the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think I could ever trust somebody that gets emotional every game. I don't think so. A lot of these guys claim it's their purpose of betting. They like, you know, I get the excuse. What do you guys, I know we're at the end of the show. It's wild time flies. The whole, you know, I feel alive. I said, okay, you feel alive. You can't, can't do other things that make you feel alive. You know, like, you know, a guy calls me up. He, yeah. he has laryngitis. He's yelling so loud at the TV. He can't even, you can't hear his voice. It's crazy. So when are you so boys coming? Going. When are you back here, boys? When, when are you coming back? I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying really, really hard to get him out there for the Ravens game. So that would be early September. That's the next. 
This guy used yeah. to come every two weeks. Nah, probably going to be out there earlier with our boy in Georgia. Uh, Dollar Mike, uh, he's got to come out. We got to wait for Dave to get there. Dave's holding us up. We got to, we got to, we got to be. That's August. Yeah, exactly. So we're gonna, I'm gonna be out there in August when me and you're gonna be doing videos, creating content, and then I need to have I'll, Mike I'll out be, there. I'll be, I'll be there in a couple weeks. To, I, I want to come into the radio station if I can in a couple weeks. I'll be there. Is that allowed now, uh, Mr. Blessing? One more time. What allowed? What allowed? Is Dave allowed to come to the station now? When yeah, he comes no, back no, to no. Yeah, no, we're all good. Yeah, no, Vegas is 100, June 1, yesterday. Uh, oh, right, right. Wide oh, open, we didn't wide even talk open. about that, right. 100%. What are the chances? Vegas is wide open, like they said June 1st, but in Maryland sports betting, they said June 1st, and we're not open yet. They're, they're pushing us back here, Brian. They know, hey, they know John's coming. They want to push it back as much as possible. They don't want to get hit over the head. Well, we miss him. We miss him. I, I still, I so you know, it's 107 today. It's 107 degrees today. So if you're coming, shave the beard. When do you golf? By the way, in 107, do you just go like at six in the morning, or do you just don't golf? Uh, I golf Saturday. Fortunately, it was overcast a little bit, and then it got hot in the afternoon. No, I about 109 is when it's stupid. Uh, 105, 105 is okay, 109. So, listen, I know we got a minute left, but the best thing I ever saw in Las Vegas was you could buy ice rings for your steering wheel, and you put coolers around <laughs> the steering wheel. I've never seen that I've in any I've never other seen state. that. All right, I got to look into that one. Listen, there fellas. There you go. Uh, it's always a treat. We will reconvene next week. Can't wait to see you guys back out here. Mike, that bet still stands. I mean, we got that over-under number. I forget. What was the date? Third week of July, break 80. Go get them, man. All right, you got it. All right, boys. Hey, thank you, as always. And we invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com.